0: are in a city for you podcast. Welcome. Thank you for being here and for agreeing to be part of my project, my podcast. It's very nice to be here in the teachers area a year after or around the year mm-hmm. to the graduation from architectural design school. So, before we talk, before I start asking you the questions, you can introduce yourself and tell a little bit about who you are.
1: Thank you for the invitation. I'm very, very glad to take part of this uh, mm-hmm. really cool project you have. Oh, thank you. Um, I think it's really uh, important to discuss mm. topics mm. with different perspectives mm. and... Um, and it helped me quite a lot to reflect uh, on the topic, actually. Something that I don't usually have the time to kind of take the time and reflect on particular subjects. Uh, it was really actually, for, for me, it was an interesting process as well. Mm-hmm. So I uh, introduce myself, yes. uh, Rodrigo Muro is uh, mm-hmm. my name. I'm uh, working at uh, KTH University in Stockholm. As the program director of the of the Masters in architectural architecture Light and design mm-hmm. and uh, teaching students uh, lighting and also mm-hmm. teaching uh, architecture students in their fourth and five year uh, day lighting, mm-hmm. so that's uh, two tracks and um, yeah. That's, that's in short uh, who mm-hmm. I am, um, and probably something more will come up through sure. the interview.
0: <laughs> I think it's when I'm asking questions about the city, I'm more asking mm-hmm. about you, so of course mm-hmm. it will <laughs> come up more. Okay, then we'll come to the first question What is a city for you?
1: It's many things. It's not an easy question to, to answer to, totally. because uh, I could say a lot of things about what is a city from. A perspective of the its shape, its its physical mm. content. Uh, uh, it needs to be up to a certain amount of uh, inhabitants, or oh. it needs to have certain services, or this mm. and that. But uh, that's more like the rational answer of mm-hmm. what is a city. Yeah. But uh, I, I, when I when I knew other question, for me, was the immediate response was more uh, an emotional. I would imagine uh, so. Response, it also
0: yeah. tells a lot about you. Mm. I think. So from Not that rational. sense,
1: uh, it was uh, the connection. Of what is a city for me is more of a lot of inputs. I think mm-hmm. that's a city. Yeah. Uh, you you have a lot of inputs from uh, to walking in the city, from living in the city, from from uh, working mm-hmm. in the city, and uh, and basically what. I, what I thought of, what a city was for me, was more like a, a home. And I say that not just like, yeah, the, the romantic sense, but actually from something I, I feel. And this is coming from my personal perspective of being an expat in, in Stockholm, coming from Mexico City. I feel Mexico City is a city that I feel like home. But when I'm in Stockholm, I also feel that that city is another home. Mm-hmm. Uh because I've been mm. living here for uh, eleven years, so it's mm. I it's, it's have this connection or mm. identification to to the city. So it's mm. more about that, and and then the question would be, then, what makes it uh, the city to be your home? Yeah, it says that a city is a reflection of its citizens, right? Mm. Uh, it it represents or it reflects what the the, the the citizens of the city are. So from that perspective, I I think that. A, it also really were around i think i'm a reflection of that city as well mm. so uh, somehow i will say if we compare these two cities uh, mexico city and st. Mm-hmm. are completely different in every mm-hmm. sense that you can think of uh, the scale uh, inhabitants uh, weather uh, culture uh, history mm. architectural values the 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 urban fabric is, is is very very different everything mm. Uh, uh, and still I, I have identification for both and I feel that both of them are at home, so...
0: Uh, it also shows that people are not so like one-faceted, they have different yeah. aspects, like cities do.
1: So mm-hmm. I would say, well, I'm both. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's a reflection of me, <laughs> I yeah. think I have both ways of, of, of being.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know the entirety of any of both cities. Mm. Even yeah. Mexico City, which I grew up and I've been living most of my life there, but still, it there's like you always get to get around your your neighborhood and the closest areas mm. to that neighborhood, or where you went to school, or where you have your work. So yeah. if you move around familiar spaces, and I do the same here in Stockholm. So uh, and those two familiar areas in both cities are very different again from each other, mm. uh, but they still. Uh, Identify with them, I think, is is because they offer something to me. Yeah. Uh,
0: But I think the fact that you maybe the the fact that you don't feel like you know the whole integrity of mm -hmm. it is also part of what makes it a city. It's bigger than you can imagine. Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, I know it. I know all the streets. I know every street, every person, every stone.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, And it allows me to do plenty of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something uh, an offer for you.
0: Interesting. Thank you for sharing this. And you started talking about who you are already, but the second question mm. is exactly about this: Who are you for the city?
1: That's also a very nice question because uh, I think we are used to think of uh, the other way around. Mm. I know how can we can how we can have an impact on the city, and I think mm. that's what I am for the city: mm. a kind of a force that has a. a, a an impact uh, on on the city. Even if I don't consider that I as a unique person, or not unique, but as an individual, Mm -hmm. can have a huge impact on the city, I don't think that people act on their own. I think Mm -hmm. we as social animals, we we Mm -hmm. behave in packs or in Mm -hmm. groups. So from that perspective, I think whatever I do, if I do it with my community, I think I can have Mm -hmm. a huge impact into what the city. What, uh, into whatever happens mm-hmm. in the city. So, um.
0: Then you even even, the, the project that comes to my mind, of course, there are a lot of them, is the tunnel that you were doing for the Noble Week Lights yeah. with the students. Yes. So, in there, that was a temporary thing where you made mm. a physical change That's to true. the city yeah. <laughs> that impacted people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, from that point of view, you are completely right. I, 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 oh. No, no, I, I, I didn't think of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that's the 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 power of it was because it was ephemeral, and uh, mm. and also we had a chance to to play with uh, elements that probably wouldn't think of using if this would be a permanent installation, mm-hmm. which is yeah. using very saturated colors and mm-hmm. a lot of contrast, mm-hmm. um, very, very playful, very dramatic. Mm. Uh, uh, that, I think that's the important value that uh, temporary installations or light festivals have in the city. Yeah. And, and, but then we're talking about something else that comes into play, which is the memory. Mm-hmm. Even, even if this is a temporary thing, I think it, it's, it's on, you keep it in your memory. Mm-hmm. And not only in your memory, also in a, in a digital
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, footprint that you will be up there uploaded in in mm-hmm. in, the, in the cloud uh, mm-hmm. or in the social media mm-hmm. and you can still find memories about it,
0: yeah and for me, it was a memory that also wanted to share, so when I mm-hmm. passed the tunnel with someone. I talked about that project, but yeah, no, this was changed during December, blah blah. blah. so I wanted to share that memory, even though I know the other person would not have that memory, but I noticed that I wanted to share it.
1: That's important Mm. uh, that you can, now we have the chance or the possibility to to share experiences without actually being there.
2: (laughs) This is true. Yeah, uh, and it's a
1: completely different experience, of course. Mm. But uh, mm. we are also very imaginative, so we mm. can picture ourselves in, mm. in that place, in that tunnel, or in yeah. that square, or in that street, even if we have not been there, because we mm. have a lot of experiences and memory of similar spaces. Mm. That yeah, I can picture this happening or that, yeah. this or that. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it's even difficult to distinguish for me if. Its actual memory, or if mm. someone mm-hmm. something that I saw and really imagined then, and then haven't been there this time, or is it just me creating this memory, a fake memory? But that's another topic, mm. which I find very really exciting.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just it's interesting to oh. now to think about the virtual uh, mm. environment and yeah. how can nowadays a city could be perceived in a completely different way. Mm with all this input, uh, in comparison to before having this input of just being able to experience the city Mm -hmm. by actually walking through the city. Yeah. but we can have now, I mean, uh, we can have a live session of of any new platform and take people into your city.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And make them walk the streets. Yes. Yeah, it's very interesting because then they, of course, don't have an option of what they see where they look
1: you choose for them you guide them yeah
0: like a film maybe maybe it's Mm. more of a cinema experience let's move on to the next question because it's very linked to what you are working with it's about lighting so how does artificial lighting of a night city affect you
1: i think Mm. it's again uh, the very different uh levels uh, Again, it, it affects me in a very particular way Stockholm as city. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if we consider the location, we, we have a situation in which in the dark periods of the year, the artificial lighting is already there during the working hours and mm-hmm. then after hours. Mm-hmm. While in Mexico, for example, the artificial lighting comes on like after hours. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this, this this, is what I'm saying about the, your question, kind of made me reflect quite a lot on the topic mm-hmm. because then mm-hmm. I thought of well, probably artificial lighting in the city, the same solution in the same environment uh, could, could work better during mm-hmm. working hours than after hours. Mm-hmm. Because I uh, know, and this is just a, a theoretical yeah. thinking, probably during working hours it needs to be more functional. Mm-hmm. Well, after work hours, it could be a bit more mm-hmm. expressive, more uh, I don't know uh, it doesn't entertainment. have entertainment yeah entet- and yeah, yeah yes, kind of uh, uh, work as a distractor mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because we we, mm-hmm. we 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 we're in need of this, and I think that's why also mm-hmm. these uh, uh, platforms for watching. Uh, movies and series is so popular because we need these kind of distractors, or well, we are used to having them. I don't know if mm-hmm. we need them, but yeah. <laughs> the people are using That's them quite good. a lot. Mm. Uh, so probably mm. the lighting as well could, could compensate the over yeah, uh, exposure to, do, to these uh, yeah. situations or platforms.
0: Yeah. Uh, but what would you do if, or it is probably so that different people have after hours a different time? Do you, when you say after hours, do you mean a certain time or you mean...
1: Uh, I'm not talking about midnight. I'm talking still mm. during hours where people are active, uh, mm-hmm. going out from work uh. before going to their homes and mm-hmm. actually... Uh,
0: and that's after work hours. After work hours, yeah. yes. Mm.
1: And then probably that's a, th- a third option. Uh, what happens after the after hours? Yeah, uh,
0: maybe what certain people went yeah. home and certain people went home and then went back to the city to mm-hmm. do something else.
1: Maybe. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. that that influenced that influenced me quite a lot. Also, mm-hmm. public lighting and the and the private lighting mm-hmm. are kind of uh, very much connected. Mm-hmm. Even if one is planned by the municipality and the other one is a decision of the owner of the of the. Mm-hmm. of the domestic environment or mm-hmm. the office or whatever. But uh, I think there's a mm-hmm. very strong correlation between mm-hmm. uh, the indoor space and the o- o- outdoor space, even if we're mm-hmm. talking only about the city. I think this the limits of the city is not the door of your apartment or the door of your uh, office building or whatever you do. Because mm-hmm. it, the city doesn't stop there and then starts the, the, the private life because mm-hmm. you don't leave your memories of the city at the door, you bring them together with you. Mm. So I think the same happens with the lighting. You uh, you you perceive the the city through the windows. Uh, you perceive mm-hmm. the the influence of the public lighting also through it. At least in the, um, for me, it's a, it affects me quite a lot. I'm not saying negative or positive. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. just, it has an impact, yeah. mm-hmm. um, giving me the chance mm-hmm. to 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 perceive the city. To Mm -hmm. read it, to to look at it, to uh, explore it from a very passive way. But still, I'm looking through these windows, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I think there is an uh, an important relationship Mm -hmm. between the indoor and outdoor through the lights of the city, Mm -hmm. and definitely the the indoor lighting helps to the outer lighting to shape the natural landscape of the city. So.
0: yeah, Even yeah. if they don't actively make that choice to influence
2: yes. the outdoor, but they yes. do.
1: Mm. It, yeah, you don't plan the indoor lighting in a way that you, you know what exactly is going to happen yeah. in the uh, outdoor space. Yeah.
0: But a lot of people are commenting on those indoor lighting that is put on the windowsill so yes. people see it. So I think yeah. here maybe it's more of a tradition to actually think about how yeah. it's seen.
1: That's true. Probably here is more evident mm-hmm. that the uh, connection between the indoor and the outdoor and in the other uh, city that doesn't have mm-hmm. that uh, tradition.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's maybe more about tradition. But how mm-hmm. is it in Mexico City?
1: It's is way different because mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the motivation, I can only speculate about this, but uh, people use curtains quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is like a, this soft barrier mm-hmm. between the inner and the outer. So it's a, it's a nice kind of a physical element mm-hmm. that kind of disconnects you more from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either for, I think it's, it's based on both, uh, but I don't know which has more more uh, priority is for, for privacy mm-hmm. and for blocking daylight yeah. coming mm-hmm. or probably in daytime it's about blocking daylight and in nighttime to bring in privacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, from my memory from Cyprus, I feel they have often these uh, wooden, um, not curtains but wooden things you close for the door, which feels even more rigid. Now you're locked. There is no connection, and yeah, during the daytime it was to keep it cool inside, Mm, mm. and then in the evening, at least for me, it was to not let insects in.
1: Yes. I I have a relationship with those uh, uh-huh. curtains, yeah. but the ones that roll up.
2: Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah, they have these. I lived mm. for a
1: period in, in Barcelona and, mm-hmm. and it's very common to have those. Mm-hmm. And I felt trapped because I couldn't see out, outside. Mm-hmm. So I actually now that I reflect on that I'm I was I was losing the connection to the city. Mm-hmm. And it was not enough to feel me kind of uh, even if your indoor space has a lot of qualities, I think the yeah. mm-hmm. the, the isolation or the, or, or, I don't know, blocking out the view mm-hmm. and this connection yeah. is uh, something that, mm-hmm. at least myself, I, I didn't enjoy. No, but I relate to that. Mm.
0: Even here, when I notice myself being in a closed room with closed windows, mm. then I start trying to find a way to see out a bit. I don't know what's the reason for that, but maybe it's all this feeling of this connection to the outdoors. Interesting, I didn't reflect on that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you lived in the Mexico City, Barcelona and Stockholm. Were there any other cities you lived in?
1: I lived in Cancun also, uh, in Mexico, in Uh the south of Mexico. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, This is uh, the Caribbean side, so close Mm -hmm. to the... It's a a touristic uh, city. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> with a beautiful beach and sea mm-hmm. and there I was actually uh, because it's really hot even if the sun is very vertical uh-huh. you, you tend to to block the windows mm. with curtains mm. even, if they, even if they don't have uh, if they don't do anything because the sun is on top of you it's, mm-hmm. it's not uh, with an angle that mm-hmm. it actually goes into the
0: mm-hmm.
1: into the building
0: but it's more about the perception
1: I think it's uh, I don't know mm. uh, it, Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's you see it's a lot of uh,
0: you just do uh, it because everyone does it maybe uh, every I would do it if I see everyone closing I would probably also mm-hmm. close it just in case <laughs> uh, but I'm sure there is a reason for that
1: I, I think it's more there is more in connection with the thermal situation mm-hmm. than than yeah. the light itself
2: mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. somehow
1: you connect daylight with heat mm-hmm. it's like yeah. You cannot have Mm -hmm. one and not the other one. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Let's move on to the question from the previous guest that you did not know before. Okay. So the question is...
1: If you could isolate
0: a single urban spot and moment and record that for for
1: archiving, what what spot and moment uh, would that be? I have to go now into my archive,
2: yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> the you memory have
1: it. <laughs> to to think about what could that be mm-hmm. um, maybe you already
0: archived one moment
1: <laughs> when I think of a city, I kind of immediately put myself on a situation where I'm kind of mentally I and mean, mm-hmm. my imagination takes me to to a street mm-hmm. or to a sidewalk walking into yeah. a city that's that's mm-hmm. like for me the first uh Visual mm-hmm. impression I have when I think of a city, mm-hmm. like a uh, street or a sidewalk, buildings, mm-hmm. uh, linear situation. Yeah. But if I would like to archive something wouldn't, that wouldn't be my first uh, mm-hmm. thought because probably being in in in, in 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 an open space, a green space with nature, mm-hmm. uh, meaning trees, a park, yeah. uh, something like that, mm-hmm. a space that allows a kind of, uh, I don't know, that promotes a gathering mm-hmm. that that allows you to, to have a, a leisure, to mm-hmm. enjoy, to relax, a spot in the city that you can detach from the other parts of the city, okay. probably.
0: But is there an actual place that you can think of that fits that description? Anywhere where you've been or haven't been. Um, it could be imaginary.
1: Well, I, I think I, I, I one of the, the things that I enjoy the most in, in Stockholm is how the city is in close proximity with nature. Mm-hmm. That you can just walk five minutes and you are in some sort of forest yeah. or, or, a, mm-hmm. a, or water and you can see nothing but that. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I really enjoy that. In mm-hmm. Stockholm, I think there are different spots around here. We have one very close here in, exactly. in KTH. Yeah. Um, the place I live in, I have another one very close. And I think that's the activities I really mm-hmm. kind of uh, think of. If I leave Stockholm at some point, I go back to Mexico. This is one of the things that I will really miss about Stockholm mm-hmm. as a city. Yeah.
0: Uh, the proximity to the
1: proximity to nature, nature. and... and, and, and the kind of the peace it gives you mm-hmm. and, and then and then it's it's not that you have to take a car and drive
2: mm-hmm. 20
1: kilometers or mm-hmm. 200 it's, it's just walking distance mm-hmm. uh, i think that's one of the things i would like to have in any city <laughs> yeah
0: to archive it from yeah. here and maybe take it mm-hmm. with
1: you and, and one of the of the places that i enjoyed quite a lot going back to the other city i lived in in Barcelona is mm-hmm. There is a big park, the Ciudadela Park. Enjoyed quite a lot going there. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not the, it's an artificial nature. You can call it that because yeah. it was planned. Is not uh-huh. going into the forest. Yeah. But still has these these uh, conditions and these elements that help you to to have a break, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. mental break, mm-hmm. a visual break uh, of, of the city.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you for bringing this up and having this. Specific examples. Now it's you who will be asking a question to the next guest.
1: It's a, it, I think it's in, in line with what we were discussing uh, about the, the emotional aspects of a city. So, probably the question would be as a planner, as a designer, or as a citizen, what would be the emotional aspect that a city should promote or avoid? And is there yeah. feeling creative? How?
0: <laughs> yeah, depending on maybe who this person yes, is. Yes, yes, yes. And how? Mm-hmm. Great question. I always find it very curious when someone is asking a question to someone else, and I don't know who this someone else will be. That's a someone really cool
1: could... thing as well. Uh, I
0: like it. So we'll see who will be the one responding hmm. to this. And yeah, do you have any final thoughts you want to share before we wrap up? Anything I didn't give you a chance to talk about?
1: you You know because you've you've done the the program, so mm-hmm. um the, I was also kind of tempted to start talking about things like uh, the mental maps and Kevin mm-hmm. Lynch and young and these kind of uh, mm. ideas, but uh I wanted to to take it in a more personal way and rather than it. on the rational way of uh, how you do this with mm. uh, analytical yeah. approach mm-hmm. instead of the emotional one. Mm. Because at the end, I think uh, we just leave the city and we're not evaluating and analyzing and taking notes and grading Mm. Mm. and uh, doing this all the time.
0: And I think in this project is not about the official description of the city. It's more about Mm. what people feel about it. And even if you know how it is written in the books, I appreciate the fact that you share it as a person. Even not as a teacher, but just as a person living in the city.
1: Yeah, and and of course, other thing that concerns me, well, from both, from a citizen and from a lighting designer point of view, which mm. is uh, light pollution and, mm. and, and levels of illumination and safety and atmosphere and all mm. of these situations. But yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, I probably could. I ask you a question for you. Yes. Um, Where is this interest for the city coming from? Mm -hmm. Because this is a topic for everyone here, right?
0: Totally. Where it's coming from, for me, I think goes very much back even when I was choosing what I will study and I was studying urban planning. So I made that choice because I noticed that this is something I very much enjoy experiencing the city. If I would be anywhere. And I grew up in Moscow and then I moved to London and Bristol. The thing I would always want to do, even if I feel bad or good, it would be just go on the street and just walk mm-hmm. and experience the city and have these little encounters with strangers or people who I maybe know. And this was something that I don't, gave me the opportunity to return to myself. This urban experience of just being in the street, being in the city. Okay, Maybe that's what made me think that I want to know more about it and then there are other things of course. Maybe that's the answer I give now.
1: Yeah, well that's really interesting because it made it me think about, again comparing Mexico City and Stockholm is that I have uh, two completely different experiences of mm. both cities because mm. I experience Stockholm mainly by by walking sometimes. Cycling not that often, or not Mm. as much as I would like to, but Mm. uh, or cycling or in public transportation. While I've experienced Mexico basically by only by car, Mm. so uh, Mm. because of obvious reasons the scale, Mm. the the distances, the time, Mm. and and things are always far away from each other, Mm -hmm. but definitely changes the way you approach the city, Mm. Uh, the speed, even if you are on the Traffic jam, it's a very slow speed, mm-hmm. but still, it field yeah. it's faster than walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah. then you are inside a little mm-hmm. unit, a little, and, yeah. and, and uh, it's very different, mm-hmm. both yeah. in daytime and nighttime. Mm-hmm.
0: For me, I, n- I don't drive a car, so I never mm. had that experience. But, of course, when I was in Moscow, it was before I went to high school, so it was often my mother driving me around mm-hmm. the city. But then it was a lot of public transport. Not a lot of walking in the beginning, but then when I was coming back to the city, then I was just walking, walking, mm-hmm. walking. I wanted to get more, more, more. Thank you for this conversation. Thank really you, nice you for having me you. sh-
1: yes, in course. your yes.
2: Yes. podcast. Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank you for being part of a city for you. If you want to carry on the discussion, feel free to join for the next episode that will be coming out next Thursday. You can also follow the project on Instagram, Facebook and Telegram. Enjoy a city for you.